Hello, everyone. Welcome to Let's Go Up, podcast edition. Yeah, where we explore the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. We are your hosts. I'm Dean. Caritas. Caritas. Yow. Uh, Yow. <laughs> so how you been? Good. Yow. Speaking of Icelandic, we were at, we just got back from a little holiday. Okay. Drove up to Saskatchewan, a couple provinces over. This yep. is a big deal for me because I have like never traveled through Canada. So we're in Alberta at the museum the dinosaur museum you went to the Terrell yeah that's the museum. one that's the one and my husband is wearing this shirt with the Icelandic flag on it that my sister had gotten him for Christmas one year really and this man <laughs> just hops out of this go-kart thing and mm. just starts speaking Icelandic to him <laughs> okay <laughs> and of course me I just back up and just let the whole thing happen he lives in Manitoba there is a colony there like a town okay um, Icelandic colony in yeah. Manitoba. Yeah, and he also... Well, it is cold there. Yeah. <laughs> We're drawn to the cold. Yeah. That was just so random. The last thing we thought would happen at the Dinosaur Museum in Alberta. <laughs> so what were your impressions of the dinosaurs? Um, they were pretty old. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I felt so young and youthful in that room. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> you know, I grew up about 15 minutes from there. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. That's a crazy place. Just farmland, farmland, fields, and then suddenly you're in this crazy yep. deserty. There's cactus. There's this valley yep. and these big. What are those big rock structures? Hoodoos or yes, hoodoos. Yeah, just unreal. We grew up crawling around on those things as kids. It's like another planet. Just. It is another planet. Yeah, <laughs> fun place. Yeah, yeah. So Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan. You guys are right. The bugs. I did not stick my head out the window with my mouth open, like I said, because you had warned me. But there was this one section where there were just a lot of these little tiny butterflies, and it was a butterfly massacre. I'm telling you, mm. we couldn't just, you couldn't drive without these poor, I don't know why it's more painful when it's a butterfly hitting your windshield. But there were no mosquitoes on the entire trip, which was amazing. And we got the Northern Lights in Perfect. Saskatchewan on our first night. Okay. So God's like showing off. <laughs> Did you go through Lake Louise or? Yeah, yeah, we yeah, went up to Lake or... Louise. Um, beautiful place. Glacier is shrinking quite a lot, so mm. I hear. So got to see it while we can. Yeah. With the color. But uh, you're home. But we're home. Yes. It was 3,000 plus kilometer journey. Oh, what did Jesus so, say to you on the trip? He was just there the okay. entire time. Mm. It was, yeah. So this family that we were visiting, they've been very active in our life, especially with praying in faith for our son and yep. just like very loving and just very Christ-like. And we haven't seen them for a whole year and we show up and our son remembers them and oh, wow. like, okay. he's, he's nonverbal. And so it's hard to know what he remembers and knows. And he just started to try to speak. We just noticed this mm. shift, the environment of being around people who consistently pray in faith. It felt like we were traveling with Jesus. So, and now here we are. Here we are back at Let's Go Up. Back at Let's Go Up, yes. So we have a topic. You we do have me. a topic. Today we're going to talk only about the glory of God. The glory of God, yeah. It's like only the best subject ever. Seriously. <laughs> you can never talk about the glory of God too much, in my opinion. Yeah. So if this podcast is encouraging to you, maybe consider hitting like and subscribe. You know, I heard 85% of people do not hit subscribe okay. for whatever reason. Okay. But if you want to be notified. <laughs> When a new podcast comes on, you'll have to do that. Mm -hmm. Or be one of the 85%, but you know. That's right. I came across a couple of scripture verses which inspired me this week. 
Habakkuk 2.14, For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. A sister verse to that, Numbers 14.1, But indeed, as I live, all the earth will be filled with the glory of the Lord. So right from the beginning, it was God's design that the earth be filled with his glory yeah. and with the knowledge of his glory. Hmm. But how many times do we even hear people talking about the glory? Mm-hmm. Most people don't really even know what it is. Mm-hmm. There's no knowledge of it. That is something you just really don't hear talked about. No, you don't. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times when we're in gatherings or whatever, you'll hear somebody sing about the glory, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe you'll hear somebody mention, oh, that glory was strong tonight or mm-hmm. whatever, but actually talk about the glory of God, where mm-hmm. it came from, yeah. what it is, mm-hmm. the knowledge of the glory. It's not filled the earth yet like the waters of the sea. <laughs> mm-hmm. Knowledge of a bunch of other things. That's right. <laughs> but. So many people having their eyes drawn to so many other things. Mm-hmm. And this week, the Father just impressed on me, Dean, put the phone down. Mm-hmm. First thing in the morning, come and put your eyes on me. Leave all that other stuff aside. Because mm-hmm. there are so many theories out there. You could fill your head with stuff that would make you so scared right now. There's a lot of noise, a lot of A lot of noise, yeah. Yeah. But I do know something. When you spend time in the presence of God, all of those questions, they disappear. Yeah. Well, he says perfect love casts out fear. Yeah. He's not lying. No, he's not. And he says he's love. (laughs) That's a really good word, actually, for for us to remember and also for our listeners. If you're afraid, there's a lot of theories out there about a lot of stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. It does say in one place in the Bible that in the end, people's hearts will melt for fear, it Mm. says. But we don't have to have that kind of fear in our hearts. No. Because no matter what happens out there, we're ambassadors of a different kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. Oaks of righteousness. Yeah. Yeah. He talks about having a steadfast heart. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, that was the inspiration. Mm -hmm. The knowledge of the glory of the Lord. We don't talk about it very much. If you ask somebody, what is the glory of God? They'll be like, um, it's <laughs> Google. What it's nice is the glory. glory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the questions I have are, where did it come from? Mm-hmm. How does it manifest in heaven on earth? How does it work? What does it look yeah. like? What might it do? What might it be for? Imagine like, During the day, these are just the questions that fill our minds. Like, set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. This is is the normal way to think. What is the glory? (laughs) What about the glory? Yeah. Pondering the glory today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought we could start maybe talking about Moses. Ooh, let's go way back. Oh, yeah, because Mm -hmm. Moses had a thing for the glory. Mm -hmm. He really did. Yep. He encountered the glory (laughs) of God at the burning bush. Yeah. And from that point in time on... You're not normal after that. He <laughs> he was wrecked. Yeah, yeah. things changed. <laughs> things changed. And, you know, if we think about the burning bush, I mean, I'm not going to go back and read the account of it, but I think Moses learned some stuff too mm. about the glory of God because the first thing God told him was to throw down his rod mm. and take off his shoes. When it comes to the glory of God, somehow... I think that's huge. I don't know why. To me, it speaks about the glory of God has its own agenda. You take your shoes off in the desert, you can't go anywhere. (laughs) You throw down your rod, you've lost your protection. Mm. At this point in time, he holds all the cards. 
you can't go anywhere, you can't do anything. <laughs> if you're going to encounter the glory, the glory of God carries its own agenda. So I think Moses learned that about the glory. He encountered the glory on numerous occasions as he went along, but he learned the heart behind the glory. God actually came down on the mountain there, right? Mm. Mount Sinai. And made an offer to the children of Israel that they would be his people, Mm -hmm. his kings and priests, each one of them. And they were so frightened of the glory, so freaked out by it, (laughs) that they turned the offer down. But Moses, it says, went into the cloud. (laughs) Somehow he knew the heart behind it. He knew that it wasn't threatening. Mm -hmm. And he entered the cloud. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that happens a lot when the glory comes into an atmosphere maybe his worship, mm-hmm. like a group of people or what. I feel like there's typically this like initial like, okay, like fight or flight or <laughs> yes, or do something. Didn't mm-hmm. they do that on the Mount of Transfiguration? They just, ah, let's build some tents or something. Yeah. Let's do something. Yeah, do something with it. Yeah, and there's this like weird tension, like Moses kind of flowed with the glory. Yeah, he learned to wait in the mm-hmm. glory and in the presence. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've learned with the glory of God. I've learned that it carries its own agenda. If you don't catch on to that lesson when it comes to the glory and the presence of God, you'll encounter the presence, you'll encounter the glory, you'll try to use it for your own thing, your own purpose, mm-hmm. and it will leave. Because <laughs> God will not share his glory with anybody, it mm-hmm. says in Isaiah. God's glory carries its own agenda. And I think that's the lesson of the burning bush, actually. Mm. So much so that you can't go anywhere, you can't do anything. All you can do is wait and let the glory take you on a journey. Mm -hmm. And you go with the journey. Mm -hmm. As Moses proceeded on, yeah, he learned the heart behind the glory. Mm -hmm. Heart of goodness, compassion, slow to anger, filled with unfailing love with the people he was leading. They didn't understand that. They didn't have that history. Mm-hmm. They came from slavery. They thought whatever it was was smoking up there on the mountain was trying to kill them. They turned away from it, wanted Moses to be the in-between person. Thankfully, we can come face to face again, right? Veil. Veil moved. lifted. Yeah. So in Exodus 33, verse 12, Then Moses said to the Lord, You say to me, bring up this people, but you yourself have not let me know whom you will send with me. Moreover, you have said, I have known you by name, and you have also found favor in my sight. Now then, if I have found favor in your sight in any way, please let me know your ways so that I may know you, in order that I may find favor in your sight. Consider, too, that this nation is your people. And he said, my presence shall go with you, and I will give you rest. Mm, My presence shall go with you. Hmm. So Moses was saying... If you're not going with us, we ain't going. Yeah. The Lord says, my presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Mm. So presence and rest. Yeah, they're always, they're always, always together. together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then he said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not lead us up from here. For how can it be known that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people? Is it not? by your going with us, so that we and I, your people, may be distinguished from all the other people who are on the face of the earth. That part I found kind of interesting. I felt like God had said to him right before that, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And it's almost like Moses is like, well, we need it to go with us. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so that's, I think, what was happening here is the Lord said to Moses, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. He was speaking to Moses. Mm. Moses took it and he said, no, I want your presence to go with us, corporate. Mm. And I feel like Moses knew the heart of the Father. Even that thought, that statement was the heart of the Father. Mm-hmm. Like It's like when he said that, it's like, yes, that's my heart. I always find it interesting how this is right after the golden calf thing had happened. Yeah. Fiasco. Fiasco. <laughs> God was talking about wiping them out mm-hmm. and just starting over with Moses. Mm. And so God's favor was on Moses. Okay. But Moses used that favor as intercession mm. for the people that he was leading to get God to come back and include them okay. in the journey and in the present. Wow. That rocks me. Yeah, wow. You know, the favor that's on you and that's on me it's there for others. Mm-hmm. Moses used it for the people. He used it as intercession. Actually. It's interesting because I like there was that common question people ask: Why pray if God, you know, is all powerful and will do what He wants? We say, well, the world is so bad and dark, but if we're not praying for it, standing in the place we're meant to, like we're partnering with Him. I heard Bill Johnson say a quote one time: "Favor is on you for others." The favor of God comes upon you for others. He says a little more eloquently. (laughs) I'm sure he says it very eloquently. I'm probably massacring it. No, no, that's good. But the favor of God was on Moses, and he used it for others. Yeah. Go a little bit further, maybe. The Lord said to Moses, I will. (laughs) That's good, (laughs) Greedus. I'll do my best God voice. Booming. Booming. (laughs) The Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing of which you have spoken, for you have found favor in my sight, and I have known you by name. This next verse rocks me. Okay. Do you need that? Do you have the Kleenex? I might need it. Then Moses said, Please show me your glory. Oh, wow. Hmm. And he said, I myself will make all my goodness pass before you and will proclaim the name of the Lord before you, and I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will show compassion to whom I will show compassion. He further said, You cannot see my face, for mankind shall not see me and live. Then the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me, and you shall stand there on the rock, and it will come about while my glory is passing by, that I will put you in the cleft of the rock and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will take my hand away, and you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. Well, there's a lot of words, but it's a lot of words. <laughs> Moses is talking about presence. Mm. He's saying, mm-hmm. "Let your presence come with us." And then he talks about God. Show me your glory. Mm-hmm. God responds with saying, "Okay, I'll show you my glory. I'll make all my goodness pass before you." Wait, I said your glory. Yeah, I'm going to make my goodness pass before you. <laughs> and oh. then, and then God goes through this whole deal where he says, okay, I'm going to put you in a rock and I'm going to pass before you and I'm going to put my hand in front Mm. because you can't see my face. So I think that Moses didn't really know what he was really asking God when he said, show me your glory. Moses didn't realize that the source of glory is the face of God. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. in order... (laughs) For his eyeballs not to melt out of his head. In order for him to not be (laughs) fried, like incinerated... God had to put his hand in front because God's face is the source of his glory. Mm. There's all these things in this passage. Wow. That's why I wanted to read this because this is kind of glory central. This is yeah. one of the first places where it really talks about God's glory in the mm. Bible. 
And there's, mm. there's four things in here that are very closely related. God's presence, mm-hmm. God's glory, God's goodness, and God's face. Those four things. I remember you talking about that once and calling them pillars. Pillars of the glory of God. Yeah, those four things. If we want to talk about knowledge about the glory of God, we have to understand how these four things relate together in order for the glory of God to be manifest. We've talked so much on this podcast about how the face of God shines brighter than the sun yeah, and how eventually the entire universe will be lit up by the face of God again. Yeah, we can't even look at the sun. No. <laughs> We can't. Well, you can, but yeah. <laughs> if you want to keep seeing. You want to keep your sight. <laughs> you so shouldn't. That's why God had to wow. you know, shield Moses, mm-hmm. because the source of God's glory is his face. But God also said, when Moses said, show me your glory, God said, I will make my goodness pass before you. Create us glory and goodness. It's like when Jesus said, like, oh, when they called him good. And he was like, you're calling me good? You don't even know what good is. Yeah. Like, that's how good he is. <laughs> like, I feel like our minds and our experiences can't even comprehend the depth mm-hmm. of his goodness. How we steward what he's given us mm-hmm. is like a key to getting more. So if yeah. we want to understand more of his goodness, mm-hmm. the goodness that we have, are we stewarding that well? Yeah. How are we responding to it? And do we accept that it is what it is? Mm -hmm. Accepting good at face value Mm -hmm. from the Father is very important. A simple version of good, the best kind of good. Yeah. You know, I saw this little video this week, someone on my Instagram. Mm -hmm. It was a video, a short little clip of her daughter on her third birthday and her husband, so the little girl's dad. It was just this short clip of this affectionate moment between them. She's sitting at the table with her little cake. And he's just leaning in and he's so tender and so patient. And just the little girl grabs his face, kind of kisses him. They look at each other in the eyes. It was just this tender, safe, beautiful father-daughter moment. Mm -hmm. And there was so much goodness and simplicity and the freedom that little child felt. like Nothing missing, nothing broken. Yeah. The goodness of God is a manifestation of his glory. It's one of the ways that his glory manifests on our earth. It's not just what he does. Mm -hmm. It's his core nature. Mm. Goodness is his nature. Glory is his nature because he's made out of light. I've spent a lot of time in the glory of God. There's no shortcut to spending time. And the more amount of time that you spend in the glory and in the presence of God, the more that you understand The presence and glory is actually not a thing. It's relational. There's some safeguards built in to the glory of God and its manifestation. And there's reasons why it works the way that it does. Because it's actually a person. It's life. Wow. If it's light, it's living light. So it's a life force. Wow. And for that reason, it carries relationship with it. Right? In my personal experience... The presence of God is a, a warming effect on a room or an atmosphere. Mm. It manifests like that, yeah. or a weighty mm. presence in a room, yeah. or a weighty presence on your heart. Mm. It's more of an atmospheric type effect. The glory of God, in my experience, actually manifests things like smoke or cloud or mm. light, mm-hmm. pillar of light. It actually manifests physical characteristics. Mm-hmm. And then 
God's goodness proceeds from that as a manifestation as well. It's one of the manifestations of God's glory. And it all comes from the face of God. Mm. Because, Kritis, the Hebrew word pane is translated in the Bible two different ways. Sometimes it's translated presence and sometimes it's translated face. Mm. So I wrote down two verses here. I just wanted to read them. Psalm 1611, you will make known to me the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy. In your presence, pane. Psalm 27, 8. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, O Lord, I will seek. When you said to me, seek my face, pane, exact same word. Mm. So why one place is it translated presence? Mm. And why one place is it translated face? When the face of God is turned towards you or towards me mm-hmm. or towards an atmosphere or towards a room, you're going to know his presence because his presence yeah. comes from his face. I don't even know why they translated someplace face and someplace presence. Yeah. It seems random almost. Maybe they didn't know which one to pick. Like, yeah, they didn't know which one to pick. Face, face, presence, presence, face, presence. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that's what they did. It's actually the same word. It's yeah. identical. Okay. No difference. Yeah. Not even a punctuation mark difference. Yeah. It's exactly the same. When Moses said, let your presence go with us, he might as well have said, let your face go with us. Wow. I wrote something out. These are my own words. If I were going to give a definition to the glory of God, this is what I would say. What is the glory of God? It is a substance that materializes from the face of God, which shines brighter than the sun. It is a light in its most perfect form, but it is more than light. It is such a perfect light source that its manifestation creates atmosphere with it. The light and atmosphere that is created is charged with life. It is the source of all life. It is life-filled light. Mm. It's actually light with substance attached to it. Mm. And that substance creates an atmosphere. And in heaven, the glory of God is the atmosphere of heaven. Some things in heaven are very different. In fact, heaven in a lot of ways is opposite to the earth, right? Mm especially the mindsets of heaven, yeah. the mindsets of the kingdom of heaven, mm. very different from the mindsets of the kingdom of the earth. But yeah. glory, it can be in both places. Mm-hmm. It can exist in heaven, and it does, and it's part of the atmosphere there. But it can also manifest here on earth. Mm. So glory can go both places. Yeah. And that's the wow. cool thing about glory. It crosses over both worlds. It's one mm. thing that goes back and forth. Wow. And so if we're carriers of this glory yeah the rooms the workspaces the environments we enter into the conversations we enter into the Mm -hmm. atmosphere it should change (laughs) it should change yeah because god's initial plan Mm. you know he wants the glory of god to cover the earth like the waters cover the sea so he wants the whole earth to be filled Mm -hmm. with his glory Mm. and we get to be a part of that (laughs) yeah we do which is mind-blowing the thing i find so cool too about the glory is darkness can't stay in the same place no you see in these environments you go into the discomfort that sometimes arises yes without even a word yeah because glory is light which casts out darkness you turn up the light yeah darkness really it's not even a thing (laughs) no (laughs) darkness doesn't even exist yeah in the presence of light right we carry it in our earthen vessel yeah we carry glory in us when you think about the throne room and the angels circling the throne and the elders casting their crowns, like there's a lot going on. Yeah. And it's just total unity. Like they're all focused on him. That's like 
the only thing on their mind. We are seated with him in heavenly places. Mm-hmm. Can we live on this earth so focused on his glory like they are in heavenly places that all the other stuff going on around isn't penetrating? If you encounter his face, his presence, his glory, what else can even All the come questions close? are answered and he carries the agenda. Mm. So all of ours go down. There's one verse right in the middle of that section there, Exodus 34, 8, when Moses saw the glory of God. (laughs) And Mm. Moses hurried to bow low to the ground and worship. Yeah. That's like in Uh, the throne room too with those elders. Oh, man. cast their crowns and they're low. Oh, man. They go down. In the glory, there's only one direction to go. Down. (laughs) And worship. Wow. Bow down and worship. Mm -hmm. Because that atmosphere of life, Mm. that glory, that holiness, all that's needed to inspire worship. Mm -hmm. You sent me a song this week, and all it was was... Like one sentence. When the glory is in the room, nothing else matters. Yeah, nothing else is needed. Nothing else is needed, yeah. The glory is in the room. That's literally all you have to say. (laughs) Yeah. That's all they said. It's the singular star of the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There was this part where he says, God told Moses that he could not see his face and live. Yeah. And I was thinking about Jesus when I read that and how he said in John 14, but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. Soon the world will not see me anymore, Mm. but you will see me because I live, you also will live. Here to Moses, you cannot see his face and live. And then there's Jesus in this excellent new covenant. You see me and because of that you live. It's the opposite. Yeah. And so in 2 Corinthians 3, he talks about the glory of the new covenant. Right. So I see in Moses, you can't look at me, you will surely die. And Jesus says, you see me yeah. and because of me, because I live, you live. Like Just like the differences there. And he yeah. talks about the glory of the old covenant, yeah. but then the even greater surpassing glory of the new covenant. Well, it life. says in that passage, it says that in the day of Moses... He had to put a veil on, Mm. but the glory was fading, and then it would have to be charged up again. Yeah. But it says with us, it's increasing. It's ever-increasing. Yeah. That's just (laughs) (laughs) mind-blowing. What do you say about that? If the ministry of condemnation had glory, the ministry of righteousness exceeds much more in glory. And I love the way the Passion words it. We can all draw close to him with the veil removed from our faces. With no veil, we become like mirrors, brightly reflecting the glory of Jesus. We are being transfigured to his very image as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. Oh, wow. Haggai, Haggai. The glory of this latter temple shall be greater than the former. We carry the glory in an earthen vessel. Our body is a temple for the Holy Spirit and the glory is housed in us. Yeah. There's been a couple of times where I've seen through that and I've seen a person as like just a being of light. Wow. I think we have no idea how brightly we shine. And there was one time that I remember as well where I kind of looked down and I saw my own spirit and I saw how bright it was. Wow. Inside. Mm-hmm. We glow and shine brighter than we have any idea. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill can't be hidden. Like... Yeah. He talks about us as light. Yeah. And it's easy to just kind of read that and move on. But mm-hmm. when you really think about it, like. Well, the world is getting darker, but we are increasing in glory mm-hmm. and in brightness. 
When the glory of God collides with darkness of any kind, the darkness has to yield. That glory is so charged with life and goodness and presence. If you think of glory, think of light charged with life. Hmm. John 1.4, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. Atmosphere, life, mm -hmm. charged light. You realize how much life is in this light? Yeah. Regardless of what happens, you are steadfast as he talks in the word. Mm-hmm unmovable, unshakable, with no fear. There's no yeah. room for it. There's yeah. no space. It's like darkness in light. You can't have darkness in light. It's impossible. You can't mm -hmm. have fear in perfect love, yeah. in him, in his presence. It doesn't work. <laughs> so I think it's important that we realize that the glory of God, he's very sharing. He paints us with it. He embeds us with it. He builds us out of it. But in the end... It all has to cycle back to him. Isaiah 42, 8, I am the Lord, that is my name. I will not give my glory to another. Hmm. And we've talked about this before and let's go up, but when we say all glory hmm. be to the God and the Father of creation, it's our way of returning that glory back to him. Wow. It goes in a cycle. All glory must eventually be returned to where it comes from. He gives to us, we return to him. Hmm. That's the way it's supposed to be. So you're never lacking because even when you're releasing back to him or you're giving to others or you're loving others with his love that he's given you, yep. you're never losing it because he's no, continually... No, because he will continually mm -hmm. release it back into you. And yeah. you know what, Cretus? Every time he releases it back into you, once you've given it away, you realize that you get an upgrade, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's with so many things. We've, we've noticed this in our own personal life, like... You don't really notice it as it's happening. And then in hindsight, you're like, wow, like even with finances, yeah, it's like he's just taking care of us and we've just trusted him. People say, you shouldn't do these things. You're, you'll run out of money if you give these people this or you help them in that way or you do. And it, I don't know. It's just God's just blesses when you hold things loosely and yeah. give, trust it with him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You honor what he's given you by giving it to him. Yeah. I don't know. It's just this beautiful cycle. Yeah. <laughs> He loves himself a good cycle. Loves. God is a God of cycles. So I've had a lot of people ask me questions about the glory. I've also run into a lot of folks in my travels. Like they know that the glory exists, but they don't really see any good use for it. So these are some questions that I've been asked about the glory, believe it or not. Okay. One time somebody asked me, what is the purpose of the presence? Another time somebody asked me, if you spend time in the presence of God, does it do things for you? Another person told me, the presence of God is not much good unless it brings more of the fruit of the Spirit into your life. Mm. For some reason, they singled out the fruit of the Spirit. Mm. One pastor one time remarked to me, the glory is a fuzzy feeling, but if it doesn't amount to souls being saved, it's not much use to the ministry of the church. So, I don't hear like a lot of understanding of a relationship in those questions. Just so what's plain. happening here is that people who are asking these types of questions, they view the glory of God as a thing, as a substance or as a feeling, but they don't view it as a person. Mm, yeah. They don't see the glory as relational. They mm. see it as a thing. So, well, will it do you any good? Will it bring more of the fruits of the Spirit into your life? Mm. Will it get me more souls saved in my ministry? There you're looking at the glory as if it's a 
substance or a thing to aid you in helping you to further your cause or whatever. Yeah. Rather than a person. When you're in relationship and it's personal and you're encountering his presence and his glory, all those other things are just natural, like effortless. They're, There's no natural outflow. You're not of it. burning out. Yeah. You're not, you know, being, oh, the people are just so hard. Like it's all him and his glory. Yeah. It's completely different. Mm-hmm. And that might explain why there's so much burnout and exhaustion and frustration. Yep. Is there frustration in the glory? No. No. Is God frustrated? You know, like, God's not frustrated. Yeah. Is there frustration in the throne room? No. So, but to me, it just shows like we're not in the presence because when you're doing everything from the presence, from the glory, all that other stuff, the fruits and the all the ministry, it just it flows out naturally. Yeah. 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 I think my own personal testimony would be I've learned one thing about God's glory. Whenever I find myself in a place where I'm not able to know his glory or his presence and I'm wondering why, I go for one thing. I've started Tune in next week. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> to hear what the one thing <laughs> I look for one thing in my life. Where have I started to try to touch the glory? And where have I tried to start adding my agenda to it. Whoa. Dean, that was a mic drop. (laughs) Good one. So happy (laughs) that it worked for you. (laughs) Yes. So Hmm. I'm just going to read this. One thing I have learned is that we don't get to dictate the agenda of God's presence. It carries its own agenda. Once we are in the atmosphere of God's presence, the correct thing to do is wait Mm. and see what he wants to do, what is on his heart, what is on his mind. When we try to use it for what is on our heart, it will leave. Mm -hmm. The presence of God is not for us to use. Mm. It belongs to him. Somebody made a statement to me, a wise person. Me? Yep, it was you. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Next week, we'll be talking about pride. (laughs) Just kidding. Everybody, every church, wants the glory and presence of God. They would be crazy not to. They are somehow aware that with it, their programs will work or their agenda will be successful. But, this is what he said to me, he said, but few will pay the price to host the presence. Everybody wants it, but few will pay the price to host it. Mm. To wait long enough to find and honor the agenda of the presence and leave everything else behind. If you want to be in the presence of God, you will need to leave your agenda behind. You will have to let the presence dictate the agenda. Wow. I don't know any other way to put that. Hmm. I would like to say to the pastor who desperately wants the presence of God to be with you and to go along with you on your journey like Moses prayed, mm-hmm. Are you willing to lay down your agenda and what you want? Let everything go and let the presence carry the agenda. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to let the presence take the wheel? <laughs> mm. Because other than that, we all want the presence of God. We know what it can do. Mm-hmm. We've seen it. Yeah. It's famous for making things work <laughs> because it's so full of life. Mm-hmm. And we all want that life. And we all want that life to be applied to what's on our heart. Mm -hmm. 
But when the presence of God comes, it carries its own agenda, and we have to lay down our rod, and we have to take off our shoes, and we have to say, what's on your heart? Mm. Any other response other than worship and surrender, everything that we hold dear and everything that we know and everything that we feel that God has put on our heart, Mm. the most precious thing that you hold, your vision, your passion, everything that you have, I'm sorry, but when the presence comes, you're going to have to lay it down. That's the only way this works. That's why so few people host the presence of God. That's why so few gatherings host the presence of God, because they won't lay down their agenda. That's the only way. I don't know any other way to say it. I've learned that the hard way. Yeah. (laughs) Through years of being on both sides, Mm -hmm. carrying my agenda, where's the presence? Mm-hmm. Even things that I felt like the Lord put on me that I was carrying, even that stuff has to go. It mm-hmm. all has to go. Yeah. You don't get to keep anything. Mm-hmm. I can promise you, though, that if you do lay it down, he will return it back to you with an upgrade. Yeah. Wow. But the first thing we have to do is lay it down. Mm-hmm. That's the only way to host the presence of God. Mm-hmm. And often when you're in that position, I feel like, You'd get a barrage, a barrage, 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 barrage. You'd get a barrage of questions. Often, I feel like on the outside it looks maybe like you're doing nothing, or it doesn't make sense yeah. what you're doing, and the fear of man and people pleasing doesn't blend with the dead air agenda of God in a service. <laughs> the presence of God comes in the room. What are we going to do? Mm-hmm. The prophet will want to prophesy the teacher will want to teach. Like we'll all want to do our thing because we know that us doing what we do under the unction of the presence of God is going to be powerful. Mm -hmm. But that's what I'm saying. No, Mm -hmm. don't do that. Don't do what you do. Lay what you do down. Lay me down. Cretus, what's that verse where it says, if you lose your life, you'll find it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you lose your life for me, you'll find it. Yeah. That's the essence of that statement. Hmm. In the presence of the glory, we lose our life. We lose our stuff. Mm -hmm. But if we do that, and if we do have the patience, because it takes a lot of patience, Mm -hmm. to wait and to find the heart of the Father in the presence of the glory, Mm. what we get back, we'll get back on steroids. (laughs) It won't fit the (laughs) typical... structure and timeline of what we're used to. It'll blow it out of the water. Mm -hmm. You want power, that's the way to get it. Mm -hmm. But it takes nerves of steel. Yeah, and and okay to have the numbers drop like Jesus. There you go. We talked about this before, Jesus and his drinking blood chit-chat. Well, most of the people leave. We're not okay with that. Why are our numbers dropping? Yeah. Who are we to say if the Lord will save by many or by few? Mm, yeah. Numbers and time, all these things that we let dictate. Yeah. And the agenda. <laughs> yeah. Opinions. <laughs> Comfort. <laughs> Comfort. Because <laughs> it's even the silent, how you said the silence. Like, yeah. Being okay with silence. Yeah. Is very hard for people. The hardest thing. The disciples ever heard when Jesus gave his final instructions to them before he left in a poof of cloud to go back to heaven was wait. Hardest thing for a person to hear. Hmm. 
Human being does not like to hear the words wait. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait on the Lord, I say. Mm. Wait. They who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. Mm. They'll rise up with wings as eagles. That's yeah. where the prophetic comes in. Mm. When you wait. Yeah. I just have one more thing I want to talk about today and then we can close. There actually are very many useful purposes for God's glory. Mm. Oh, yes, because you, you've been asked this, right? Yes, but what once again, the, the agenda that it carries belongs to him. We don't, okay, get, to dis- yeah. we don't get to dictate this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I made a list. Okay. Okay? And this list might be a little different than what people think. Mm. But lay your agenda down and just... <laughs> <laughs> but these are some of the primary things that I think mm. the glory of God does when it encounters our life. The very first thing, one of the primary things that God's glory does in our lives is create an environment of union. Oh, yes. That's I'm a read big a, one. I'm going to read a verse, John 17, 22 to 23. Listen to this. The glory that you have given me, Jesus is talking, I have given to them that they may be one, mm-hmm. even as we are one. Then he goes on to explain, I in them, you in me, that they may become perfectly one mm. so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you loved me. Wow. Glory creates an environment of union. You get a gathering of people who are all completely different, yep. <laughs> different backgrounds, different whatever. In the glory, complete union. All the arguments go away. Mm-hmm. All the theological arguments go away. Mm-hmm. All the differences. You want to unite a group of people, get them to worship together. Yeah. Get let's, them let's in the presence the, of the glory. The kingdom, the throne room. <laughs> That's right. That's where we need to go. Casting you want the unity? Crowns, looking at the Lord. <laughs> That's the way to get union. Wow. It's also the way to find an environment of personal union with the Father. Wow. Mm-hmm. Spend time in His glory, and your heart will be so knit to His. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, that is one of the primary purposes for which God paints us with His glory, is so that we can be one with Him. Yeah. Wow. Union. So there's a second thing that the glory does in our lives, and that's that it transforms us. Oh, yeah. It puts us in a place where we can be effortlessly transformed Mm -hmm. into his image. Glory transforms. So sounds important. (laughs) It's so important. That verse that you read, I'm going to read again. 2 Corinthians 3, 16, Oh yeah, I kind of just read it in chunks. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And we all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord. So here we are in the presence of the glory, Mm -hmm. looking at his glory. Mm Mm-hmm. We are being transformed. It says it pretty plain. We are being transformed into the same image, into his image, from one degree of glory to the other. Almost like it's black and white. (laughs) Almost like it's black and white. You want transformation in your life? Come into the presence of the glory of God. Mm -hmm. It'll change you into his image. Mm -hmm. That's another thing that the glory does so well. (laughs) Listen to this. Transforms us. 1 John, verse 3, chapter 3. When he appears, we shall be like him because we shall see him as he is. And the Amplified adds, in all his glory. Oh, wow. It's a <laughs> mic drop moment. That's good. We see him as he is. We see his glory. We're changed into his image. 
Yeah. And we don't have to wait for mm -hmm. that. That can start right now. Another thing is when we worship the Father, we become involved in a glory exchange. Mm -hmm. The cycle. Yes, the cycle, yeah. of course. Mm -hmm. So we return glory back to Him, gives the glory back to us again, paints us with more of it. Yeah. And if we want to increase in glory, that's one way. Give it to Him. He increases it on us. Mm -hmm. Continual movement of glory. Mm -hmm. Well, here's some other things that may happen in the presence of the glory. All types of miracles. Yeah. All types of healings. That makes sense because a lot of times if you're experiencing a miracle or healing, there's often like a feeling, mm -hmm. um, warmth warmth or pressure or whatever yes. people describe that seems quite consistent with yeah. the glory. <laughs> Enemy fleeing, of course, because they demonic and oh, Yeah, they would just see Jesus coming and start getting agitated. Yeah. Someone was telling the me streets. this. She was really bothered just recently, like last week. She was really bothered because she was walking down the street and someone started like screaming and yelling at her from afar and just like getting really agitated and she was scared and she's sharing this like it's just been bothering me i'm like you're carrying jesus the demons did that to him mm -hmm. <laughs> like from afar yep <laughs> we were just like freaking out yep she's like oh, i never considered that it's like everywhere you go yeah there he is <laughs> yeah no kidding another thing that will happen where the glory is is the kingdom of heaven will advance oh because the glory is the atmosphere of the kingdom of heaven. Mm. They breathe glory in heaven. Mm -hmm. Supernatural supply. Mm. Do you know that the word glory in the Bible is the word kabod? And it doubles in a lot of places when they're talking about the glory of the temple. Mm -hmm. They're talking about its beauty and its wealth. Oh, yeah. So the wealth and the supply of God mm. is also contained in glory. The glory, the presence, the goodness the face of God turned towards us. Therein lies the blessing on our life. So good, Cretus. So, okay, let's do our ending. Thanks for joining us today. Hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as we did on the glory of God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you. Oh man, his face is going to shine upon you. <laughs> that means his presence is going to shine upon you. That means his glory is going to be with you. Mm. And that means his goodness is going to be manifest in your life. And so it's going to be a great week. It is going to be a great week. <laughs> See you next week, guys. Have a great time. Bye. Bye.